Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank, I thank Father and Kiro for giving me this opportunity to celebrate the Mass uh, this afternoon and this Sunday, which our liturgical calendar calls the New Sunday. Because after the resurrection of Christ, He makes Sunday this new day of rest, this new day where Christ, after He has risen from the dead, He makes, like He says, all things new. He's given us this opportunity to participate in His life. He turns death upside down and He makes it an opportunity to participate in the glory of heaven. And also, as you see, uh, many of you maybe have been praying this Divine Mercy Novena um, to participate and receive the great graces that comes from this uh, devotion uh, that was appeared and revealed to St. Faustina that through Christ's mercy, we also become new as Christ becomes new to us. I think today in the Gospel, when we see as St. Thomas um, is slow to believe, I think he gets very bad, a very bad rep. He's probably one of the least favorite or least popular of the 12 apostles. Like Peter and Judas, his weakness is very clearly displayed. His weakness is clear, is slow to believe. Some of the disciples were super quick to believe. They trusted the words of the disciples. They trusted the words of Mary Magdalene. They went and they saw the grave. Some of them were super quick to just believe. But St. Thomas, I think a lot of us as kind of witnesses to the gospel, as an audience reading, we hear St. Thomas and we're thinking, just believe. He told you he was going to rise from the dead. Why don't you believe that Christ is risen? I think there's something to the gospel that we see that might help us to understand, might help us to um, maybe decipher what's going on in the mind and heart of Thomas. I think St. Thomas stands in the middle as someone who might not even trust the words of anyone. He didn't trust the words of Jesus. He didn't trust the words of the, the disciples. He didn't trust the words of Mary Magdalene. Maybe because he had some trust issues. Maybe because he had some wounds. Maybe because he thought it was too good to be true. St. Thomas could be someone who represents all of us who maybe have had high expectations in our life, who maybe thought things would, be go, would go great, who maybe went on journeys or entered into new endeavors, who had relationships that maybe didn't look as ex expected, who didn't turn out as maybe we had hoped, and maybe his life had turned sour that he thought maybe nothing good can come true. Maybe anything good, even the resurrection, is actually too good to be true. And so for St. Thomas, he stands as one like you and me. With his weakness as we see, I don't think it's just a correction of behavior that we see in St. Thomas. Not just a lack of faith that needs to be corrected. But I think with St. Thomas, the correction or the healing is a wound to be healed. A wound healed by the truth of the resurrection of Jesus. And the only way St. Thomas, or someone like St. Thomas, 
who is just like you and me, could be healed, is if he sees someone just as wounded as he is, to show him that there is healing. And St. Thomas, he says, unless I see the mark of the nails and put my finger in his side, I will not believe. He needed proof. And what does Jesus do? He doesn't rebuke him. He comes and shows to him, and he's vulnerable. He shows him his wounds, and he says, look, place your finger in my side. It's in the wounds of Christ that we find healing. It's in the wounds of Christ. It's not like after he's healed, it's not after Christ's resurrection, there's no wounds anymore. There's the scars that are the marks of the victory of Christ on the cross. The scars of Jesus are the sign that He is victorious over sin and over death and over Satan, over all the enemies of humanity, over all the things that we see that choke off the life of God out of us. Christ has remained victorious. And today on this new Sunday, Jesus doesn't just want to be victorious by Himself on the cross. He doesn't want to rise from the dead by Himself. He wants to raise, rise from the dead in you and me. He wants to raise us from the dead, raise us from the dead of the death of sin, raise us from the powers and shackles of the slavery of sin in you and in me. He invites us to this life, that this healing that we come close to, it comes close to us when we approach the altar. St. Thomas, when he touches the side of Jesus, he probably reached his heart. He probably reached the beating heart of Jesus, which was beating not just for St. Thomas, but beats for you and for me. Today we ask the Lord, we ask our patron saints of the church, St. Thomas. And we ask uh, St. Faustina for her prayers. We ask that this divine mercy, which comes out and is poured out upon the world, may it pour out upon us when we receive the Eucharist. You know, when the chalice is prepared at Mass, it's prepared not just with wine, it's prepared with water as well. And when you see out of the side of Jesus here on the crucifix, it comes right directly into the chalice that you and I receive at the Mass. And so the, the Qurbana that we receive, the communion that we receive every Sunday is an outpouring of the heart of Jesus for you and for me. To go and to repent, to turn into God's mercy, to enter the confessionals, which are the sign of God's victory, and to receive the Eucharist, which is the sign of Jesus resurrecting and Jesus uniting with you and in me. And in hopes with Christ's resurrection, we also might not only rise with Him, but die with Him, so that we, sh we may share in the life of all the angels and saints in heaven. Amen.